Welcome to The Current with Christopher Peter, where I discuss current events and other top-of-mind headlines. My name is Christopher Peter and I am the political economist, investor, and podcaster behind the original content you will experience here. As a political economist, I aim to find ideas that can create the greatest amount of good for the greatest number of people. I review salient current events and discuss the impact these events have on our public policy, our economic outcomes, and our overall society and what is the optimal approach. The general feeling amongst progressives on November 8, 2016 was that the world was going to experience the next world war, as Donald Trump was confirmed to have won the presidential election. There was a great level of anxiety that Trump lacked the temperament to handle the major challenges that exist on the world stage. To some degree, Trump's demonstrated temperament was and still is an issue for him. His leadership style was described in manners that only can lead one to view it as somewhat chaotic. Recently, his attacks on former staff, especially ones that were largely responsible for the successes during his term. But, the undeniable fact that we must accept was that the world was at peace during the Trump era. Even with the America first and strong approach he took with our enemies, both diplomatic and economic adversaries. Here today, we are living in a world where our former Cold War foe is seeking to regain its Soviet borders through force in Ukraine who is relying greatly on NATO and the West to support its defense that has shown slow and fleeting progress. Now, we are seeing once again that radical Islamists in the Middle East are attacking the only force of good in the region and our strongest ally. And shamefully backed by many Muslim-majority nations. We cannot sit here and not point out that our foreign policy is a major problem. There is no denying that America looked weak in how we exited Afghanistan, leaving our fellow Americans behind. We looked even weaker when we could not prevent the Russian invasion from occurring. Now, we cannot ignore the fact that we look incompetent when our government releases $6 billion to a terrorist backing regime in Iran, who gave the approval and support for what is taking place now in Israel. Now, America is not to blame and responsible for stopping every ill in the world, but we can hold our leaders accountable for making the right choices, showing the proper judgments, and standing on the right side of history. Not the chosen side of a political narrative. In three years, our economy that was supposed to boom is teetering, the world is in chaos, and our society is in shambles. We must agree that we cannot have another four years in addition to the one that we have to suffer through. Also, we must rethink who we elect and why we vote for them. Neither Republicans nor Democrats are perfect or infallible. Each has their good and not-so-good qualities, which makes it important for us to hold them accountable for not only the promises they make but also the values they advocate for. The political left loves to advocate for the idea that if someone shows you who they really are then you should believe them. I think it is fair to hold them to their own stated standard. Progressives obsess over identity politics and what they perceive as kindness. How many times have we heard them use unkind words to disparage Republicans? Frequently they refer to Republicans as fascists, Nazis, and associate them with every hate event. So, you would think that the progressives in America and the Democratic Party would be the ones taking the strongest stance on denouncing the Hamas terrorist attack on Israel. You would think that the party who saw its own member pull a fire alarm after he accused Republicans of being Nazis just a short period before would be standing aside with Israel and calling for equal or greater support in comparison to our assistance to Ukraine. Israel is a stronger ally than Ukraine has ever been and deserves for America to stand with them during their moment of need. But they are not. In fact, some of their members are calling for America to cut military aid with Israel. Some of their members are openly displaying the Palestinian flag and are taking part in anti-Israel rallies. When it matters most, when there are actual lives on the line, they are consistently on the wrong side of history and the argument. They are consistently standing alongside the enemy and not the side of the good or the real impacted victim. Always sympathetic to the criminal element. 
always sympathetic towards the false narrative of victimhood used to justify horrific actions. They called 9-11 a day when some people did stuff. So it is not really surprising that they are wrong on this again. They showed us who they are. They showed us that their words are empty. Maybe we should start believing them and stop empowering them. The next time you hear your local progressive Democrat candidate disparage their opponents, ask them if they were the ones standing on the side that favors supporting Israel in their defense or the side that backed giving the $6 billion given to Iran. Ask them are they going to be focused more on fundraising and early session recesses or addressing the threats from Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, and illegal immigration? Regardless of what they say, we cannot really believe them. It is their actions that matter. And we need to hold them to account for their actions, not the carefully vetted messages produced by political consultants. Personally, I do not believe that civilized societies should ever normalize bad behaviors and major atrocities that we saw take place in Israel. There is no defending the tragic events, the horror that was thrusted upon the Israeli people. No valid argument that could ever make it appear that they are the party to blame. And it is troubling to see all the people who believe otherwise. There is a troubling pattern of behavior from groups who commit atrocities and want to somehow behave like they have moral high ground. Always a claim of injustice is used. In the case of 9-11, the terrorist claimed our presence in the Middle East. Now, these terrorists want to claim occupation as justification for the atrocity committed on October 7. The Israeli Defense Force is completely justified in ridding the world of Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. There is no denying that fact. They exist only to kill Jews, which makes them an evil that needs to be removed from the world. Same with Hezbollah. People do not want the general worldwide public to associate every Muslim-majority nation with the terrorist organizations that operate in the country. But when these nations continue to fail to condemn atrocities or hold these groups in check, then they are complicit as well. When they find it justifiable for these radical groups to perpetuate generational hate, then they are complicit. When they are not willing to step up and help promote peace, then they are complicit. There is a not a broad brushing of associating every Muslim with terrorism. But there can never be a home for radicals if you want to avoid that mental association. If Israel was the instigator, then we must question why in the world would they be the side that is giving civilians heads up before they initiate the raids? Why are they the side always doing the most to protect innocent life? Why are they the side always helping protect life, while the Palestinians are sympathetic to the terrorist organizations and appear to be willing human shields for Hamas, the PLO, and other terrorists in their region? Instigators do not protect the life of the innocent. Israel is not the side that is launching attacks in front of residential neighbors, hospitals, and apartment buildings. In fact, consider the fact that no other nation in the region wants to accept the displaced. Kind of telling who the real good side is and bad side. We must never fall victim to the propaganda and false narratives from terrorist sympathizers. These radicals that are hijacking a peaceful religion to launch genocidal attacks on other religions. They are not victims, but terrorists that the world needs to eradicate like the cancer they are. I am surprised that the same people who understand that Russia is a threat to global world peace are the same ones falling for the radical rhetoric. A real problem here was the fact that many in the media were quick to spread the disinformation from Hamas regarding the destruction of a Palestinian hospital. This is a black eye for the American media and the supposed effort to protect the truth. The American media should have known better and should be more careful to vet the source before spreading the stories that are known to be false. The intelligence gathered by both Israeli and American sources leave no doubt it was the result of Hamas. Yet, the American media has not fully been accountable for its actions. American officials, including Joe Biden, did the right thing overall in showing their solidarity with our greatest ally in the Middle East.
we need to support them in their fight to provide justice for the victims of this atrocity and to show that they will not be intimidated by rogue nations seeking to advance agendas based on generational hate. The Middle East is a dangerous area with many still holding generational hate for Jews, Christians, Americans, and others. They pass it from generation to generation. This is why it is so important that we end racism, discrimination, and other forms of hate here in America. Generational hate leads to atrocities like this one and our own experienced on that tragic day on September 11th. Thank you for experiencing this episode of The Current with Christopher Peter. Please continue to visit daily for more content. Thank you and talk to you next time.